you something? I said, can I ask you something? Ain't I'm clean? grew up born and raised and so I know a thing or two about barbecue right how about a nice greasy pork sandwich today's secret ingredient is Jack Turtle's chicken it's a Memphis thing Coming to you from my back room at a Jack Pertles on Poplar Avenue. This is Never Ask a Skinny Man. Join us for the next few moments as we talk about food, food culture, and good eats in the Mid-South. Because remember, when you want to know where to find good food, never ask a skinny man. Good evening. How is everyone doing? This is Never Ask a Skinny Man. I'm your host, Anthony Kale. And we're going to start out with a little something heavy this week because, you know, right now things are pretty heavy. You know, we're all struggling with the pandemic and we're all searching for answers. And this is new to all of us. And, you know, it's frustrating, uh, you know, for businesses. It's frustrating for people who are struggling with the virus and, you know, we're all new to this. No one has ever walked down this road before. So, folks, please be kind to each other. You know, as all this stuff began, we started wondering about how the virus started. And one of the initial stories was that it was being spread uh, because of an incident that occurred in a, uh, a seafood market in Wuhan, China. Um Allegedly, this this soup made from this bat had uh, kind of put things in motion, and this was later proven to be false. But, however, this unfortunately didn't stop a rush of ignorance to spread across the internet through racist memes, and in some cases, actual physical attacks on Asian Americans uh, in the U.S. And so, uh, this whole belief. In the origin of this started a trend of fear that even convinced a lot of Americans to stop patronizing Chinese restaurants. I was actually watching uh, some footage of a uh, food blogger who was visiting Chinatown in uh, Chicago and he was showing about how dead it was as a result of this fear. And this was uh, even before a lot of the stay at home directives went into effect. We saw here in the Mid-South, a number of our Chinese restaurants notice a major drop in customers. And uh, this now, combined with the stay-at-home directives, has actually forced some Chinese restaurants in the Mid-South to close. 
Now, as someone who grew up here in the Mid-South, I know that there are some existing attitudes about what we generally term as ethnic foods. Now, um, this episode, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what are considered ethnic foods and, and how they're sort of seen uh, by some here in the Mid-South. Um, ethnic foods are simply those foods that are associated with a particular culture. We all have uh, ethnic foods. And the term is actually derived from the term ethnicity, which is what refers to our social identity. Uh, it's associated with food habits, the way you dress, the language you use, how you, uh, how your family and, and religion is organized. And uh, so foods themselves represent social identity. Uh, let, me, let me break this down a little bit. What we eat can reflect the culture we associate with. Uh, if I was to say to you some foods like lasagna or veal or meatballs, those are historically associated with uh, Italian heritage. Likewise, a plate of fried chicken, some black-eyed peas and cornbread are commonly associated with Southern heritage. And as, as different as we may all appear, all cultures have common elements. Uh, we all have what we call comfort foods. Now, uh, these vary depending on what culture you were raised in. Um, we're all taught about these foods at a young age. I mean, at a young age, um, we have all had something that we've uh, eaten and been given. And through the years during holidays and special events, we're given these foods. And they're comforting because they're familiar to us. I mean, how many times have you heard someone, typically someone a little older, in the Mid-South say things like, man, I can take a glass of buttermilk and cornbread and make a meal out of this. Now, I have friends who are Filipino who feel the same way about dishes like chicken adobo and, and pancit. Uh, we all have these comfort foods. They take us back. Uh, they, they give us comfort because they remind us of where we came from and the culture we're, we're raised in. Now, the Mid-South is filled with a number of non-European heritage-based restaurants and markets. You know, growing up, we first saw, um, you know, everybody had your your... Uh, standardized southern cooking here in the mid-south but uh, as time went on we started seeing the the growth and and uh, bringing in of different foods and different restaurants and different cultures there are tastes and textures and flavors that here in the mid-south some of us have never even experienced one of the reasons this occurs is because there are a number of negative stereotypes about ethnic foods. I mean, let's let's just be real, okay? Especially here in the Mid-South. We all know that one person that when you mention something that's not, you know, meat and potatoes, they say, I, well, I don't like that weird food. It's like every, they, they think of every extreme episode of, of a bizarre foods episode that shows, you know, cats and dogs and squirrels and snakes and everything like that. And they, they all of a sudden associate that with something they're not familiar with. Let me hear you, tell you a little bit about how the mind works in that. Um, I'll give you an example. One day, 
several years back, I had brought a bowl of Vietnamese pho uh, soup with me to work. And one of my coworkers said, you know, what are you eating? And she kind of curled up her nose when I told her what it was. She goes, oh, that that's, that's weird. That's one of those weird foods. And I said, it's a soup made of beef and noodles and fresh basil and star anise and cinnamon. And she said, oh, that sounds really good. It's all how we view the world around us. And that's how we take in uh, understanding some of these foods. Another stereotype that uh, that exists out there that really keeps a lot of folks from experiencing um, foods from cultures that they may not be familiar with is this belief that all ethnic foods are spicy. Now, there are some spicy foods in almost every world culture. I mean, uh, there's spicy foods in you know, Southern cooking, there's spicy foods in India, there's spicy foods in Mexico, but it's not accurate to think that every dish from Mexico or India is filled with ghost chilies. Um, and you know, uh, to, to sort of parallel this, there are more dishes than curry in India. Um, you know, going along with the spice and the heat. If I mention to someone who's never had Indian cooking, they'll say, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't like curry. Well, it's not all about curry and which curry are you talking about? There are literally hundreds of different types of curries. So these are kind of some more of the stereotypes that keep people from enjoying foods from cultures that they may have never experienced. And this is sad, but cleanliness is another reason some people refuse to eat outside of their own culture or the perception of cleanliness. Let me, let me put it that way. How many times have I heard, well, I'd go there, but you know, those people ain't clean. Well, Bubba, this is a problem with people, not the food. Okay. This is a preconceived ethnocentric notion that because someone is not raised in the particular manner you're raised, that something about them or their culture is unclean. And when we get down to brass taxes, whether it's a big chain restaurant you go to every Sunday after church, or it's the little taco truck down the street, they're both inspected by the health department. So uh, this whole perception that because someone looks different or speaks a different language or the food has a different scent than what I'm used to, is unclean is something in the mind typically of the the person that's that's wrestling with that one thing i hear is in referring to foods that people may be unfamiliar with is someone will say well you know that food is gross well, let's talk a little bit about what something being gross is uh, Dr. Paul Rutson, who's a psychology professor from Penn State, uh, he actually studied the whole cultural concept of disgust. And he found that disgust, as in, you know, that food is gross, uh, toward foods typically evolves culturally. In other words, we have been taught to be disgusted toward unfamiliar foods. I mean, why do pig feet in a Mexican restaurant disgust one person? but they're okay eating hot dogs. Why does tripe 
and menudo curl someone's nose, but fried chitlins on a biscuit, uh, not so gross to them because it's taut. We have this embedded in our culture right now, while we're in this moment of time where we can do some contemplation, think about a food you have always wanted to try. Try something you're scared of. If you want a suggestion, send me a message. I'll send you a suggestion of something to try because there's far more out there. If you have not stepped out of your comfort zone and tried something different, I will tell you there was a period in my life before I had the opportunity to uh, go to say a Chinatown and sit down and, and eat wonderful um, soup dumplings or uh, go to a uh, Ramadan celebration and enjoy uh, roasted lamb that I was very um, sort of mono culinary. Um, I, I was used to what I was raised with. But now that I've tasted those spices and tasted those styles of cooking and the medium that they used, be it lamb, chicken, beef, or tofu, that it opens your world to something new. And that I, I, I feel sad for folks who have not gone down that road because you don't know what you're missing. But let me encourage you to try something different. In fact, this week's Tony's pick of the week to you is try oxtail stew. And we're going to talk a little bit uh, in the second half about where you can find that locally in the Mid-South. But oxtail stew, before you curl your nose up at it and you envision this tail flying back and forth, knocking flies off the back of an ox. I want you to think about really good roast, a really tender roast that's been cooked with, with onions and uh, carrots and, and seasoned just in uh, this, this really bold, smoky way that just gives you this deep, taste of richness with with every bite of this meat this is oxtail soup if you've never tried it I, you have to check it out i promise you you try it once you will enjoy it it is an amazing dish when we come back i want to tell you where locally you can find that on never ask a skinny man Thanks for calling King of Wing. How may I help you? Yes, can I speak to the king, please? Yes, ma'am, hold, please. May I help you? Yes, I would like to have one of those big old burgers I've seen appetized on TV. Oh, you want the big double meat? That's a big burger, baby. Think you can handle all that? King of Wing burger so good, they make me want to shake it. And we're back and wanting to tell you a little bit about where you can get some of that authentic oxtail stew. And that is 
at Jamaican African Restaurant in Jackson, Tennessee, over on 101 Carriage House Drive. Now, I went and visited with my good friend Joseph Cabret there, and we talked a little bit about what you can get, what they have to offer, and what you need to try. Uh, is uh, we call uh, Jamaican and African cuisine uh, because uh, I'm from Africa and uh, also I learned how to cook Jamaican food so we blend the two together <laughs> that's why we say Jamaican and African cuisine and also we have some African dish that we cook but it's not a lot like the Jamaican dish so uh, I think 90% of our cooking is Jamaican how long have you guys been here? Uh, almost five years. Uh, it's four and a half years. And uh, when someone comes in and they try, uh, uh, let's let's take uh, Jamaican first. Uh, when they try Jamaican food, um, what what are some of the dishes that y'all offer here? Uh, we have uh, uh, jerk chicken that's most popular, and uh, also we have the axel. The, the axel and the jerk chicken, they're competing with each other. That's mm. the most uh, uh, selling item that we have here. And also we have curry chicken, we have curry goat, we have red snapper, and uh, we have some African dish like yasa with lamb. We have uh, turkey leg with Spanish sauce. And also we have uh, peanut butter gravy every Saturday. With uh, sometimes we cook with beef and uh, sometimes we cook with lamb. Uh, that's African. is uh, is originally from West Africa. Uh, in Senegal, they call uh, mafe. <laughs> and uh, so we're trying to, you know, introduce also the African cuisine a uh, little bit to uh, the Jackson community. Wonderful, wonderful. So, uh, what would you say is uh, your probably your two most popular dishes. Uh, the popular dishes the jerk chicken and the oxtail. And the uh, oxtail. Yeah, that's the best seller. So, all right, for for someone who hasn't ever had oxtail, um, I know that and I love the oxtail here, and I know I'll tell someone about having oxtail and they'll go, oh. What do you mean, like a tail from an ox? Is it? And you know, how are you? <laughs> how are you eating? How would you describe uh, the oxtail? Yeah, the oxtail is a uh, uh, like you say, the, the tail from the ox and uh, cut it and uh, well season it. And uh, also, our seasoning is is a very uh, uh, authentic seasoning. Mm-hmm. So that's make a difference. Sure. Uh, because the axel, if you don't have the right seasoning, you can do it right. So we have the right seasoning, and that's why uh, our axel is, is most popular. <laughs> oh, it is wonderful. Yeah. Um, now let me ask you this. Uh, some people who have never had uh, Jamaican, African, is it all spicy? No. Uh, for example, the axel is not spicy. Uh, the jerk chicken also is spicy, but not spicy like in Jamaica. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. don't we don't make it spicy spicy. Yeah. Uh, the curry chicken is mild. Uh, the turkey is not spicy. Uh, the curry co- the curry goat is mild. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of except the jerk chicken that is a little spicy is not all of food is spicy. And I so I did notice uh when i come in a lot of times there'll be some nice hot sauce on the table so if it's 
if you are a fan of spice, you can add a little to it and and kick it up a notch. And we have the house hot sauce also that we make by ourselves. And that one is very good, but spicy. Very spicy. Very spicy. Nice. Now, um, one of the things that really caught me when I first started coming here is you introduced me to two drinks, two of these... uh, uh, juices type drinks. What could you tell me? What those are? Again? Yeah, those juices is uh, uh, the ginger juice. Uh, that's is uh, uh, ginger root that we blend it and uh, make the juice. And uh, the purple one is uh, sorrel juice. That is from the flower, and is growing in Africa and the Caribbean. And uh, I think they over here they call it like hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is a those juice that we make every day over here. Yeah. That's a, yeah. The, I'm a real fan of that hibiscus juice. That yeah. uh, really refreshing yeah. and uh, uh, really yeah. really nice yeah. uh, taste on the palate. Now, I also notice you do some of the uh, authentic Jamaican beef patties yeah. as well. Yeah, we um, have the beef patty uh, also, uh, ground beef with seasoning, and uh, called Jamaican beef patty. Uh, we try the chicken beef patty but we didn't sell it well so we stick with the beef patty (laughs) absolutely Um, now uh, one of my favorite things too is when I come and get dishes here is to get a a little bit of the uh, cocoa bread yep well cocoa bread is a bread that uh, the Jamaican make it's kind of soft bread and sweet Mm. uh, but it's not cocoa on it but they they call it cocoa bread but it's just a sweet bread and it's soft it's it's very good Um, I said I noticed now you are doing uh, uh, pudding pudding, yeah Jamaican pudding is uh, bread pudding Uh, we bake that with a raisin and uh, it's it's very good nice nice wonderful well um you know, as we spoke of a little earlier, we're, we're kind of in a strange time right now where uh, a lot of restaurants are, uh, we've, unfortunately, we've even seen some restaurants closing down, but some restaurants like yours still offer your dishes. Um, how, how, how do y'all go about doing that? Uh, when we come in the morning, we make sure we sanitize all our surfaces and the doorknob and uh, everywhere and uh, also we make sure we wear masks and uh, uh, but we still open uh, for takeout and delivery uh, but safety first sure so we make sure everything is sanitized wear mask and uh, I put my little mark over there social yes. distancing mark so yeah social distancing marks yeah I try my best <laughs> Absolutely. yeah Absolutely. and uh, also, uh, we try also to uh, give like a little discount to the help uh, field workers, oh, nurses, nice. doctors, and stuff like that because Very I know nice. they're in the rough time right now. Absolutely. So we trying to cut them also, you know, do a little bit. It's not, it's not a lot, but just a little bit. Yeah, but we're still offering also our first responder uh, half off when they come and eat here. Yes. So trying to give back to the community. Absolutely. Yep. And we appreciate that. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. Um, now, uh, so folks can still call in. Um, yes. And and come in and, and pick, pick up, it up 
uh, and you can actually take home authentic yeah. African and Jamaican dishes. Or uh, uh, they can uh, uh, go to online and ask for delivery with the weather. Oh, okay. Uh, they grab out. Wonderful. Uh, 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 Dordash. Okay, so mm-hmm. they they can actually have their their oxtail and their cocoa bread <laughs> delivered to their front yep, door. That's delivered awesome. to their front door. Wonderful, <laughs> yes. wonderful. They can they can travel to Jamaica and Africa without ever <laughs> leaving. Moving. That's right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Joseph. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> Absolutely. Joseph. And uh, from Jamaican and African cuisine, and I want you to turn on to never ask a little skinny man. <laughs> hey, I want to thank Joseph and the folks at Jamaican African Restaurant there at. Carriage House in Jackson, Tennessee, for joining us today. Listen, I hope everyone out there is doing well and healthy. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to each other. And till we meet again, when you ever, ever want to know where good food is, never ask a skinny man. <laughs>